Hello all and welcome to the 76th edition of On The Ball, the Norwich City podcast that is more bleep tests than beep tests. I'm uh, Michael Bailey, I cover the Canaries for The Athletic and I hope this finds you safe and well. On the way, deja vu or sivu play, sub value signings, my worst moment of the weekend and relegation six pointer. We will work through all that and more with our guests this fine August evening. And they are Norwich number one chief NCFC numbers, also known as our very own Steve Sanders. Hi, Michael. Hi, everyone. We've also got Canary songsmith John Rogers. Good evening, everybody. And making her on the ball debut, Southstand, a season ticket holder and wife to a Liverpool fan. Please welcome Amy Maxwell. Hello. There we go. How exciting. What a lovely, warm welcome that is. Um, how lovely. Thanks, everyone who is watching and listening. Uh, we always appreciate your time. Hope you enjoy the next uh, half hour or so. That's me stipulating how long this is going to go on for. <laughs> Seeing if I can stick to the deadline. I haven't managed it in 75 episodes. So let's say, see how we get on. Steve, welcome. New season. Uh, your, your first time this season. How lovely. How are you? How was your summer? It was very, I can't believe it's been, when were we last on? Be- beginning of May. May. Three and a half months. That doesn't seem that long ago, really. Um yeah, nice to hear Number Wang Chief again. Not been called that in a while. And nice to hear the jingle again. <laughs> jingle jangle guitar. No, did I've you been not a... last week, Steve. Uh, yeah, I had all of this. No, I did because well, um, right. it was it was one of the best ones I've ever seen slash heard um, <laughs> for various reasons, as you know, John. Um, but you know, it's always nice to hear the guitar. Um, so yeah, no, good to be back. I'm, uh, I'm slightly disappointed people haven't been just shouting number wang chief at you through the summer. So I'm hoping maybe the return of the podcast will uh, will reinvigorate the Norwich faithful. And especially now they're seeing your face live on video. I mean, we have actually ratcheted up the likelihood now of people shouting that at you. Yeah, as long as they stick to that and it doesn't get abusive, no. I'm, I'm happy. <laughs> Not the fair people of Norwich, never happy. There's a, there's a bit of an issue with that, Michael, though, because me and Steve went on a date on Saturday. I don't know if anyone oh. knows. Me and St- we went on a lovely date, me and oh. Steve. And, yeah. But he's wear- he, we both wear masks. I think we're the only people in the whole of the concourse to wear masks. <laughs> but me and Steve were wearing masks, but we still recognise each other. So we have this like, little vibe of a podcast, like look to each other's in the eyes so we can see yeah, each other. It's kind of we- thing, isn't it? Exactly. And we had a little conversation about the pod and what we're going to talk about. We've, we've got like half an hour skit to do in a little while, so don't worry about that. And it was it was nice, wasn't it, Steve? It was nice to see you in the flesh. I think we probably heard about 40% of what each other said as well. So actually, a lot of it will be fresh when we repeat the skit later yeah. to us as well as everyone else. So it's going to be good. Okay, well, uh, I look forward to seeing this and hearing this skit that I'm absolutely not aware of. Can't wait. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, J- John, uh, how are you? Are you well? And also, fair play on the video, by the way, which if anyone hasn't seen it, give it a plug. What was it called? John oh, Rand. Uh, I, I, did a th- I, I wrote this article. Deep Breath. Deep Breath. It was called Deep Breath. And I wrote this article and I decided just to say it rather than put it anywhere. And it's oh, it's available somewhere on Oh, it's on YouTube. I stick it on YouTube. Yes, if you don't want to have a look for it, it's on YouTube. Definitely. John Rogers and Deep Breath. It's just a rant about football in general. I might do some more. I don't know. Do just it. something to do. It's just something to do. <laughs> this is all just something to do, John. That's all it is. Uh, lovely to have you on again. Amy, your debut. Welcome to On The Ball. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Good to be here. Uh, it's lovely to have you on. Um, let's get some quick fire questions. I should probably get these on for debutants. Uh, Favourite ever Norwich player? Oh, Paul McVeigh. Paul McVeigh. Wow. I, so. I had to, I went and saw him in Bournemouth recently uh, for one of his um, motivational keynote speak, speaking uh, bits and pieces. Uh, I did a piece on it on the Athletic, obviously, plug in. There you go. Uh, it was very good. It was lovely to see him. I really like Paul. Um, it, his 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 hour long talk did involve a five minute compilation of his best moments, which I loved. And I was like, you know, I have a renewed appreciation for, for Paul McVeigh. And he, yeah, he was one who had a very good song. He did. Yeah. Never to be replaced, that one. Indeed. Although I'm not allowed to talk about that, am I? Because we're really, that's for later on in the show. Ignore that. Ignore that. I'm out of practice. Uh, tell you what. Uh, well, everyone, welcome. Let's crack on, shall we, with this week's headline act. I'm still short of stings, but I'll sort that out by n- next week possibly uh just uh just wait for it um there is no other place to start really other than the start which was norwich city's premier league return uh, it is up and running and a lot of external eyes have already 
written them off for a season of struggle, it's fair to say. And when I say that, I'm not necessarily disagreeing. I'm just putting it out there. Uh, of course, finished 3-0 to Liverpool, who were quite a good side, and they had quite a good preseason. That was at Carroll Road. The fans were back, which, of course, we'll have more on in a bit. But, um, Steve, I'll come to you first. What did you make of the game as a, as a football match? Um, well, I mean, it was great to be back, first of all. I know we'll probably come on to that, what it was like being back, but I do want to make that point first. Uh, the game kind of panned out roughly as I would have expected it to. Uh, you know, we were seriously undercooked, obviously, from pre-season. And we're playing one of the best teams in the country whose pre-season would have been largely uninterrupted. So if you'd asked me beforehand, I would have thought it went roughly that way. I think we didn't do too badly. I'm reluctant, especially given that I've just seen um, in the comments somebody saying, already seeing the easy narrative that Norwich are no different this year. I was getting slight 1920 vibes about it. Um, <laughs> but I think... I think broadly speaking, I, I, I was pretty happy like with um, how we competed. I still think the midfield looks a little bit lightweight. Um, but again, we'll probably come on to that. Um, big ticks in the box for our, boxes for our fullbacks. I thought they played really well. Um, and Liverpool, just just too good. And like I thought they were maybe slightly fortunate with the first and second goals. We were a little bit unlucky with that. The third goal comes back to the way we defend set pieces. But yeah, I, I mean, I guess seeing Brentford and Watford win uh, made it slightly more frustrating that we couldn't get something, but I never expected us to. And really, I think we almost had to treat it like a pre-season friendly, uh, see how we got on. And I don't think we did too badly. So the, the interesting thing, job with Liverpool was, and we're not going to talk about Liverpool, obviously, <laughs> properly, but, um, you know, they, I think their only debutant on Saturday was um, was. Uh, is it Costas Simakas? And he, he signed 12 months ago. So it's not like he was like, oh, what am I doing? It's like, no, you know exactly what you're doing. You also had a really good pre-season too. So ultimately, that was a well-oiled machine who, who were pretty used to what they're doing and were just sort of ready to go. Um, I, and I suppose Daniel Farker took a few took a few risks, really. And it was nice to see Milo Rashica start, to be honest. I quite enjoyed that. And I, I suppose a bit like you, Steve, I, I was a bit scarred by the second half at Newcastle, I have to be honest, far, and, and that really reduced my my expectations. But I thought the first 30 minutes, you could you could see why this side maybe will make a better or can make a better fist of it this season. Yeah, I can echo everything Steve just said, to be honest. That's kind of the positive. So it, it wasn't the worst performance I've seen Norwich do. It wasn't the worst... It was kind of expected that result in the end. Maybe it's not three nil, maybe two nil. I thought the, the first goal was important not to give away, and we kind of stumbled across Liverpool like they they have done previously to get that first goal. And I just hoped they could keep it one nil a little bit longer. And I think we might have Liverpool might have got a bit nervous, and we'd have grown into the game. And when the second goal went in, it was literally all over with just people jogging back. I think I'm I'm going to be a little bit more negative about some things. I think Billy Gilmore is a great player, but they've kind of I've seen a couple of teams now kind of focus on him and and on the ball, he's he's brilliant. I mean, he can ping the ball to people's feet and he's always wanting the ball constantly. But he got caught about three or four times and they started to flood him. And, and I mean, the second goal, he was kind of not not getting back and that Max Harris didn't get back. And there were just so many gaps at the back. It was just the second goal and the game was over there by then. So that was the end of that. So, yeah, I'm, I, I echo what Steve says. It was it was it was OK. It was what expected. I thought the first 30 minutes, like you said, Michael, were, were, were pretty decent. But once the goal went in, that was it. It was the end of the game, I think. Yeah, I, 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 the second goal, Amy, gets worse each time I watch it back because there is a lot of jogging. Now, I, I, I mean, I, I'm appreciating that they were probably uh, quite tired and I believe that was probably what, what came out. But I mean, I mean, you were in the stadium and I, I thought the fans were excellent. Obviously, it was a big occasion for everyone early on. Was it hard to kind of keep upbeat as the goals popped in? Um, I guess so. I think, like you say, it was it was two and three that, that did it. I felt that we did quite well to hang on, you know, as long as we did for the first. So by half time, I was pretty satisfied and thinking, yeah, that could have been much much worse. And who knows what's going to happen in the second half? But yeah, um, we didn't seem to come out with the same sort of optimism in the second half. So then, when the goals came in, it did feel quite inevitable. Um, like you say, we looked like we just essentially couldn't keep up, which is never a nice feeling. Um, <laughs> And then it just felt like damage limitation, really, didn't it? Yes, it did a bit. Which, in fairness, Daniel Farker kind of picked up, didn't he? He said, it, which I thought was quite interesting, that, um, you know, 3-0 down with 15 minutes to go, it could have got a bit worse. I mean, I, I suppose 
I know that Jurgen Klopp also called it quite a professional performance from Liverpool, so maybe they took the foot off the off the pedal a, a little bit. But but Norwich did kind of make sure it didn't get any worse, which I think was quite important. Um, Amy, did anyone sort of stand out for you? Was there anyone that you enjoyed watching on Saturday? Um, yeah, it was lovely to see Janulis in the flesh for the first time. It made me realise how different it is when you see players in real life compared to only watching them on iFollow week in, week out. Um, so he, <laughs> he felt like a new player to me. Um, and his sort of build is quite unusual, I thought, and is, he's got quite he's quite um, distinctive on the ball. So he was certainly my man of the match by far. Um, and yeah, like the look of the other sign-ins, they seem to slot in quite nicely. Um yeah, Gilmore, like you say, John was brilliant on the ball, but a few, few wobbles when he's when he's not on it, you can't always be confident. Um, but yeah, generally there was no one that no one had a poor game. I think um, I think that's a it is a really interesting point you both make on Billy Gilmore, and I think it probably isn't lost on anyone that Norwich are still trying to recruit a defensive midfielder. So um, I, I think they are obviously aware of that too. Um, and yeah, I. For a player who maybe a few people at Norwich were looking at and thinking, we haven't seen him in the Premier League yet. We don't know if he's going to be able to cut it. I don't think many people really should have come away from Saturday thinking, oh, Dimi Yanoulis is going to be completely out of his depth in the Premier League. Because I thought, uh, arguably, he had a better game than the Max, I thought, ultimately. Uh, John, anyone for you? Um, can, I, can I do the opposite? No one's mentioned... Yes. Yes, no one's I'm, I'm not. You know, I'm not a, normally a negative person, but no one's mentioned. I thought Tim Krul had quite a poor game because if you look at the first goal, but all all of the goals were roughly in the middle of the goal, hmm. and I think he could have done much better with the first one. The second one, obviously, he was left completely exposed, but the, the third one went through a lot of players. A, a shot again, it was right in the middle of the area, and I also thought his distribution was pretty poor compared to normal. If you think there was a number of times he got the ball, went to go throw it, it didn't, and slowed it down, it kind of stuttered. And there was so many times there was so much space that Todd was screaming for it, and Rashika was screaming for it a number of times. So this is my only negative. I think, and this is not normally about because I think he's been absolutely stunning for us for so long. I just don't think he had a very good game, and when we got to play teams like Liverpool. The goalkeeper, like Allison did, I mean, the save that he made from, and no one's mentioned the save, that double save he made from that kind of scramble in the, in the last minute. What a great save it was. And it was straight yeah. out, but he made another save after it and then punched the ball away and cleared it. And he just, you know, just they're the sort of moments that he kind of, if we'd have kept it nil-nil to half time, I think it might make a difference. So I was a bit disappointed in, in, in his, his performance. That's, That's really that. hard, I know it is, but I mean, I'm trying to add some light to this. <laughs> <laughs> but you... In fairness, you are quite harsh there, but also that depends then on where your standards are, doesn't it? And and all I'll say is you're not the only person to have said that to me today. So, um, and it did surprise me with the Salah goal, how not in the corner it was. You know, we watched it kind of side on in the press box and you're like, wow, that is, he's just picked his spot there. That is a wonderful finish. And then you sort of saw it from behind him and went, oh, actually it's about two yards in the goal and actually quite close to Tim's arm. But it did come through a, a lot of bodies as well. So maybe that it's was... It was more uh, the first goal for me. I mean, more it, the first it, goal. Yeah. it went through his legs, I think. And it right in the middle, it, was, it wasn't a very hard shot. It was right in the middle of the goal and it went through his legs. I think, keep it nil-nil at half-time. Yeah. Scuffy finish. Scuffy finish. Even, I, I have to watch it back because I haven't even kind of considered that Krul might have been at fault for that. Because I just kind of assumed, you know, Jota shoots from where he was. It's going in the goal. I did notice it with the third goal. I was sat right behind um, where it, you know, behind Salah as he, as he shot. But for me, that's more about, I don't know what you, what everyone else thinks about this. I do find, and I'd I love to say it. Here we go. This is going to be good. This is going to be gone. What's that? the set piece defending from corners? I just like, I, I know it's mm. zonal marking. I have nothing against zonal marking and, and I think it works. But do you need 10 people standing <laughs> behind the penalty spot? I mean, those are quite small zones. Then that they're each standing in because Salah had another attempt in the first half. There was there was a warning shot in the first. I think Oxide Chamber may have had one as well. You know the ball gets headed out, and when you've got finishes as good as that, you're asking for trouble at this level. So I mean I I do not know better than Daniel Farker on how to defend a corner, but I just find I do. Odd. So <laughs> go on, John. <laughs> so why don't we put Rashika and Todd on the on the halfway line? <laughs> On each end of it, it caused mayhem for people. They don't, the defenders don't know what to do. Do we stay back or do we? But, yeah. it, no, but this is, 
It messes with people. That is exactly what Leicester did the year they won the title. I remember them coming to Carroll Road and they stuck Mares, Vardy, and I don't know, or Brighton. I can't remember who the third one was. They were all on the half li- halfway line when it was a Norwich attacking corner. And it was like, literally, what do we do? These guys are really quick. <laughs> They're on the halfway line. And, you know, you, you actually looked at him and thought, well, yeah. So... I agree, but I guess it's... Brendan Rodgers, John Rodgers. I think there's more, there's more <laughs> in this than you think there is. He, he, he is your brother. Let's be, let's be clear about this. Um, and it, Thanks, fella. <laughs> I'll, um, I will have a go here, Steve. For me, and I know everyone looks at zonal marking, ultimately, there's a point probably when the ball's gone in and it looks like a certain player who's defending a zonal area isn't going to get it, that they have to anticipate where Salari is and go to him quicker. I think that's what the issue was. Um, which is why I'm always a bit twitchy when people go zonal marking. It's you know, but you know, hey, what what do I know? I'm just a podcast host and occasional writer. Um, let's talk about the fans being back as well, shall we? Um, if we haven't already, I think we might have done a bit. But um, I mean, Amy, for you, what what was that experience like? I mean, when was the last time you got oh, to sit in your season ticket seat? Yeah, really, really special. It was le- the Leicester game in what was it, March 2020. Um, and yeah, I found it so obviously, like we all did, it was such a shock the way it all just stopped um, so abruptly. And then I found it quite hard to imagine how we'd ever get back. Um, you know, it's like going through the trauma of you know the project restart, and then last season it was just like this, it, that felt was for start to feel like the new normal, wasn't it? Um, and then I, I, I imagined it might be a staggered return. Um, so it was quite surreal to be back. In, in a full house um but then at the same time within a minute it just felt like it had always been the same <laughs> I found that really you know because the same steward greeted me you know at the top of the stairs you know all the same people were sitting in my row so that was obviously really comforting um and and you know the best on the ball city ever I think um at the start and then but then once the whistle went it, it, I found it quite hard to believe that we'd ever been gone it's, rem- it's amazing, isn't it? How quickly it went. I mean, even for us, it's the first time I've sat in a press box where someone's been sat either side of me since since that Leicester game. And you a, you forget how much room <laughs> you didn't have before when you're trying to work. But um, I mean, the, the noise inside, John, Steve, um, I mean, you were obviously, what, together? So hugging at that point? Well, as it happens, Michael, we were together. We were together, um, stood outside the ground um, as on the Ball City was going on. Um, I was going to ask Amy, actually, did Michael, did you say that Amy is a South Stand season ticket holder? Um, so, Amy, what, what time did you arrive at the ground? Um, so we were South quite early because we were meeting people at the bottle bar. Um, so we were sort of aware there was a bit of a queue to get in. And our normal turnstile was closed because, I guess, because Liverpool fans had taken over so much I think I guess that was why um but it didn't seem clear to me why because going in didn't take any longer um, it was bedlam where we were it was yeah. utter bedlam I've never seen outside Carra Road like it we, we, I, didn't, I didn't get in until about oh, 10 past quarter past and I was there at about three quarters an hour before it was wow. utter bedlam outside and we know I know there's been a weird thing that's happened the last 18 months and you think people would be really <laughs> on the ball with something I keep staying on the board. I don't mean to. No pun intended. And it's good. No, it's it was, good plug. Like, I have never been crushed so much in, in my life. It was absolute mayhem, mayhem out there. Yeah. What, we physically, never at the beginning. physically physically crushed? Yeah. You mean? Yeah. It, wow. yeah. I missed everything. Well, and it wasn't I don't know what happened at the beginning. It wasn't exactly it was good. safe either, <laughs> it was, good. was it? You know, if the idea was to stop people from uh, congregating in small areas, then there are a lot of people in a small area. I mean, I think I got in with, but I got there with half an hour to go. I missed the first five minutes. So I must have overtaken John somewhere along the line. John was wow. maybe in the wrong queue. But yeah, it wasn't great. So um, yeah, to all the South Stand uh, brothers and sisters who missed the start of the game, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're with you. But I'm definitely going to be getting there earlier fun. next time just in case it happens again. Well, I know um, I know Norwich, Maybe they had a... See that. Well, there we that go. was outside just before. Wow, there we go. Well, John, you maybe you could... Have you shared that? picture on twitter john i have yeah yeah there you go just times. just for all just for all the people who are, uh, are listening rather than watching you can see the pictures of the scenes outside on on john rogers twitter um it, yeah i think i think there were meetings at norwich today to sort of debrief what the first weekend was like um and i i, I think 
probably like most weekends if people don't get their season tickets or there are issues like that then that probably slows people getting in but the probably issue in the background is that over the next two to three games Norwich and a lot of other Premier League teams have got to work out how they're also going to check people's COVID status um, before they go into the ground so I don't know if that's probably not going to quicken the process would be my guess <laughs> so um Oh, sorry, let's go. Amy, go on, you go. Uh, just, yeah, I was wondering if, if it comes to that, if they can load the information onto season tickets, because it's all digital, isn't it? So you'd, you'd hope. But yeah, I guess then if people get turned away, you're going to have issues again. They'll then... find a way. I'll have to find mm-hmm. a way. All of them will as well. Sorry, John, you were saying? Yeah, so, sorry, Amy, I didn't hear you. It just says here that the, the ticket scanners were different from last season. And most of them didn't work. So that was why that was a big crush outside. So hopefully they'll fix that in the future. So it might speed things up. Would have been would have been interesting if it had been in the championship, whether they'd have managed to delay kickoff. Um, mm-hmm. If you've got a live game, it's probably very hard to get a 15 minute delay on kickoff. So, uh, but you know, that's where the 100 million quid comes from. So um, there's only so much you can argue about it. Um, well, I mean, it was wonderful being inside Carrow Road. It was, it was quite emotional as well. And I think as we all uh, have it, as someone who'd still been in it, almost every game um it's just bizarre how we probably thought and mitigated that you know it was all right because football was carrying on because it just sort of was limply surviving really somehow and um i'm even more convinced now that project reached that was a bit of an abomination and norwich really were not you know that bad <laughs> at the end of uh, two years ago but uh let's hope that they prove that this year because that would be a good a good thing for them uh to do um okay as we approach the end of the half uh first half obviously because it's a half and you'd only have two uh let's try to maintain our concentration with a new feature here on on the ball which is pick that one out Still no sting. I'll sort that out. Uh, This is our new section that is definitely nothing like what we did at this point last season. Um, Basically, the podders will each get a 30 second window uh, to bring up an issue that they're uh, either struggling to let go, passionately supportive of something they really want to shout from the rooftops. Um, If uh, and then, um, you know, they get 30 seconds to do it. And uh, if it becomes time to move on and they're still talking. I'll do that. I hope you heard that. That's probably quite loud. My kids might wake up. So there we go. Um, Three minutes all in, possibly, although that would mean two goes round. So maybe we'll just stick it as one go round. And yes, Steve's shaking his head. So definitely one go round. (laughs) We've only got one. Um, We haven't, we haven't, uh, John sort of, yeah, John. I didn't know if you just wanted to be cut off now, John. No, I just copy and Steve, so. (laughs) Well, I mean, we haven't checked what everyone's doing either, which could be quite interesting if, say, Amy, who goes first, um, and I'll let Amy go first, um, you know, says something that the other two don't know. So um, uh, that already had to say, uh, I can't really say my words, but I had something that the other two were planned. But um, there we go. Uh, Shall we crack on then? Amy, can you uh, pick that one out and uh, give us something that you want to talk about? Okay, yeah, so possibly a controversial one, but um, it's just the ongoing looming ghost of VAR um, and how being back in the Premier League, is that is just haunting me already. Um, on Saturday, every time, I mean, it didn't happen very often, but if, if every time Pookie had the ball and, and looked like he might get anywhere near the goal, and all I could see was the, the game against Spurs two years ago um, and, the, and that horrendous line that we had to see over and over again. And I think that combined with the new sort of offside delay that you have where they don't flag until the play's over. So. Well, I think this section really works. Great point there, Amy. I'd like to come back to that at some point. Um, Steve, off you go. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to take it back to the midfield because I haven't provided any stats. And one thing I did notice is that um, we only committed four fouls on Saturday, which is really, really low. And that's not necessarily always a bad thing, but it does kind of indicate that we didn't lay a glove on Liverpool. And uh, none of the three in midfield committed a single foul, which to me seems really off. And I genuinely think that I know we've talked about the DM, people have asked about the DM. We absolutely need one. I can't see us staying up without one. So uh, where's Teddy? Is it too late to call back Rosenborg? Oh, wow. I'd, I'd have just pressed the buzzer at Alex Teddy, bless him. Yeah. Um, we need to move on from him more than Polly Skip, I would say. Yeah, the Todd Cantwell one was worth 10, so it, it evens yeah. itself out, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. We haven't uh, even talked about that. Um, Todd sponsors Man of the Match, Cantwell, uh, by the way. Ah, uh, yeah. It's like, it's like they'd never seen Norwich before and they went, 
We'll go with the guy. We'll go with the, guy with the nice long blonde hair. I, 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 th I think as soon as you as soon as you process that the man of the match award is who the people who are sponsoring it want to see at the end of the game. Once you process that thought, then you kind of <laughs> know who's going to probably get it. Um, John, go. I'm going to go for the, 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 the subject that people are going to mention throughout the whole season. That's been a thing that Fark has done for a long, long time. We've had no preseason. We're wobbly. Most of the people have had COVID. We needed some help. So why did he make substitutes towards the end of the game? We could have brought people on much, much earlier to freshen up the team, made more debuts, made a hero, started a goal. And who knows? Sergeant came on. He did really, really well. Who knows? I'm waiting for the buzz to come. Hopefully it's going to come any minute now. But I'm going to carry on talking about the buzzer because I don't know what else to say. And I'm kind of like doing one of my deep breath things in a moment, but I'm going to carry on going anyway. And then at the buzzer, I want to not press the buzzer now just to keep you talking until yeah, the buzzer comes. Now, asthma attack halfway through this. And then, there <laughs> yeah, I don't want you passing out on the pod, but you know, that was probably 38 seconds in the end. So sorry, John, that was just too tempting. Um, well, that was great, wasn't it? I mean, I, I'm not going to have a go. Maybe I should have a go. I don't know. Can I just sit here and pick? Uh, your point, John, was a really good point, And I completely agree. Although someone did mention me to me today, if you're treating the games, it's kind of friendlies to a degree and the team needs the time in the tank. You could maybe understand why they kept people on to get more minutes into them, which I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe uh, like Josh Sargent probably didn't need the minutes because he's already been playing. So you could look at it like that, but I agree with you, Josh, Josh, um, Josh was live. And we'll talk about Josh in a, in a minute. Um, Amy, did you see the rest of the, any of the other stuff of the premier league? You know, the, the, the VAR stuff was kind of not too bad. Yeah, it does seem like it's not as crazy as it as it once was, but it's you know we're burnt, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we're still still burnt by that goal. And yeah. by the way, there's lots of stuff happening, and people are like, "Oh, this was great. This is the way it should be done." I'm just waiting for you know Norwich to be on the wrong end of something like that. Um, you know, like Arsenal probably should have had a penalty, but you know, there we go. Uh, maybe Todd should have conceded a penalty. Maybe that was maybe that was one. Um, and uh, what a brilliant episode that was from you there, Steve. Spot on. What are the things I was going to, I had on my little list, because um, I'll have, I guess I'll have a list that, you know, if people don't bring them up, I'll bring, I'll just bring them up briefly. Um, what did I have? Oh, yeah, Watford and Brentford both winning, which you kind of mentioned before. I mean, just to say, I thought Arsenal were pretty disgraceful on Friday for a team that they are supposed to be. I know they were missing Aubameyang and Lacazette, which probably would change them infinitely because they had nothing up front, but dear me i mean ben white 50 million quid you can't head a ball um Wait, so there we go the green hill at the emirates in a few weeks yeah <laughs> well exactly but that's my point isn't it you stick a bamiyang in that side no you know three nil down at half time um yeah so there we go um gary cahill being linked obviously today that's fun that, that's not, that's not it's, happening now, that's though, not it? happening no no although although norwich did did have a did have a ring and we're like would you fancy it um, and I think his no, answer was no. <laughs> no, I don't want to move. <laughs> so he doesn't want to move, so he's not. Um, and obviously the d disgraceful Liverpool chance at Billy Gilmore. Um, well, fair play to Liverpool for tweeting about that. Um, it, it was probably it made me think about having not seen obviously crowds in a game. How maybe like three or four years ago you just go, oh god, I wish they wouldn't do that because that's horrible. Now everyone's returned to football. It is, it is not acceptable. You can't do it. And I suppose, you know, maybe even the Liverpool fans, co fans co clocked that because they, they did it once and didn't do it again. Whereas, you know, maybe three or four years ago, they'd have done it several times. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, it's a really good point as well because I'm not sure. It's, it's pretty unusual for a club to speak out about it that quickly as well. Yeah. I think it was on the night, wasn't it? So that would be that would be nice if we're in that situation that um, it yeah, it really isn't good enough and people are willing to stand up and, and say as much, including the football clubs themselves. Um, well, I think that worked really well as a new section. It, everyone happy? Certainly briefer yeah. than the previous one. That's what <laughs> you're going for then. Mission accomplished. And if John speaks at that speed every single time, I think you should only give him 10 seconds. Otherwise, he's going to explode i think he set off too quickly it's like it's like a 1500 meter race he was way out in front and then lost, lost his uh ran out of puff with that. <laughs> it's all it's all the deep breath deep breath practicing that uh, john's been doing uh right well in that case let's bring on our halftime sting shall we halftime halftime on the ball here we go I mean, I think it's solely because I quite like the music. 
to be honest. I, I just enjoy this music. So there we go. Um, it is halftime and on the ball. Um, hope you're enjoying everything so far. Uh, those of you watching and those of you listening, uh, let's, shall we, crack on into uh, this week's centerfold. Again, getting ready, but it will be it will be winging its way at some point in the future. So last time we were on, um, since then, Norwich have completed two new signings, which were Josh Sargent, who did come on and get a, a brief cameo against Liverpool, and Christos Jolis, who signed from Pauk. Um, remarkable uh, stat, which I, I sort of uh, discovered and, and wrote in my piece at the weekend uh, on The Athletic, uh, which was that Norwich's bench actually cost more than the the starting 11 that got them promoted two years ago and <laughs> so that's uh, quite an abrupt turnaround uh, really uh, we've seen one of them as i said josh um john what did you make of josh he ran about a bit and he, he put himself around i, I was actually I went, we'll talk about josh but he put himself around he looked like he'd got a good touch to him he was very direct i was kind of he played on the right hand side rather than up top um which was interesting and was just yeah he looked direct he looked looked up for the fight and he could have come on about 20 minutes before, looking at how he was. <laughs> and he might have got something out of the game. Who knows? Well, in fairness, I mean, he is he's the only player who's had a proper pre-season. And he's played two competitive games. And he scored two goals, admittedly, in the second tier in Germany. But, you know, puts him well ahead of everyone else, pretty much, that. Yeah. So there we go. It's hard to judge on someone's whole Norwich career in, in a 10-minute cameo. But, yeah, he looked like he was up for the fight. And that's the sort of... I mean, last time we were in the Premier League, we bought Dennis Shebeni on. And we got we got Sargent instead. So it's kind of an upgrade, I think. Yeah, I, I would say so. And I, I also okay. think he's... I, to be honest, I probably think he's an upgrade. Also 21, so incredibly young. I mean, people are questioning his goal-scoring record. But, you know, there is a lot of development to be had from a player who is physically very, very capable and still really young. And he's going to be working with a coach who's pretty good at bringing on young talent. So I think there's a bit of an element there of, of what he can deliver. I thought it was interesting that he came on in a, in a sort of a wider role, Steve. And then Adam Eder actually came on for Timu Pukki later. So, um, But I think going forwards, it will probably be... Josh, who is the, the deputy for Hatemi, who may even play alongside him at some point if Norwich want to play a, play a pair, which, I don't know, that that kind of intrigues me, if Norwich maybe do like a 3-5-2 or something like that. So there's, you would definitely say that Daniel's not going to be short of options and that Josh is going to be a pretty good, flexible one, I feel, in that. Yeah, and I think we might see him on the right a bit, actually, because I was thinking the other day about, well, after the game that, that Campbell played on the right, but probably prefers to be on the left or certainly has played most of his Norwich City career on the left and then Rashica and Scholes are more naturally left-sided I think as are uh, Poeta and Hernandez if we see them at all this season and arguably Ida as well so we don't so in terms of our kind of wide options they all seem to prefer playing out there. so I think Sergeant may um we may see him on the right a bit this season um I, John's saying you can't judge him on a 10 minute cameo um, I think a lot of people already have. <laughs> I didn't oh, know yeah. Kind of like, or just already binning off Pookie, you know, 60-goal striker being like, yep, yeah, he's yesterday's news now. <laughs> it's all about Josh. Um, so, but it was doing that to the plane, Steve. They were, like, they were judging by the plane that he was coming in, let alone oh. how he plays for 10 minutes. <laughs> Let's not get yeah, started about so, the planes. <laughs> but I, I did I did think he looked he looked good in his, uh, his cameo. But... Um, it's like Amy saying being stung by VAR. I'm kind of stung. I, I automatically assume whenever we spend any money on anyone now that it's not going to go well. Um, just the whole Ricky thing and Naismith. Um, when we break our transfer record, it doesn't tend to be brilliant. So um, my expectations are low for no other reason than that. And if they're good, then I'll be pleasantly surprised. I suppose the reassuring thing here is that Norwich's transfer record is basically well below par for spending money on a Premier League player. So it's almost just inflation now. <laughs> the Norwich have just literally had no choice but to catch up. Um, and I remember when Norwich signed Ricky, I was like, this will be great if they can actually manage to play a way, you know, that will help him out. And they just never did. And I know people laugh about that and just go, well, he just wasn't good enough, was he? But I mean, you know, the guys still played in the Europa League and in the Swiss top flight. It's not like he was rubbish. And I think Norwich one, had to change thing, how they did things. One thing I would say, and sorry to, to jump in again, is, is that um, I think the way that we played on Saturday might suit, and I, I, I'm not bidding Puki off, by the way, but it might suit Sargent more than Puki because we, we were putting quite a lot of crosses into the box as opposed to slipping balls in behind in the way that Puki likes. 
So you do kind of wonder if a target, if we might use him as a target man a bit more from the start of the season. It did look like we kept putting in crosses into someone that wasn't mm. there. That was like yeah. one of the frustrations. I mean, that was that was almost a classic of of Milot playing as and not really knowing how to service Temu Puki. I thought it was interesting that Temu's primary chance came from Todd Cantwell, who is probably one the only almost the only player in midfield who probably was able and knew how to how to feed uh, how to feed uh, Temu into a decent chance. And and you're right, Steve. And I think I wrote this. It's which is going to evolve? Is it going to be Milot changing the service, or is it going to be the striker on the end of it? It'll be really fascinating to fascinating to see. Um, the other thing about Ricky, I'll just come to you in a minute, Amy, um, is that when I remember I went to Lisbon to sort of find out all about him and there were people who were like, not sure about this, you know, I'll have to see how he gets on. Uh, probably kind of been the opposite with Jolis, who is like, this guy is going to be great. You know, it's almost overhyped in a way because the guy's 19 years old. He's coming to a foreign country. He's only played one season, albeit a very good season in Greece. He scored in the Champions League qualifying. He scored in the Europa League. He's already got eight, nine caps for Greece. Um are you are you excited about yeah, seeing Christoph? You can't not be, can you? Especially, I think it's it felt like such a long drawn out transfer that it, the hype just kind of grabbed me in the end. I was trying to ignore transfer noise because I don't like to get my hopes up for anyone that we don't end up getting. But you just you just couldn't ignore this one. Um, so you can't help but you know read, read some of the hype. Um, and he certainly reads really well. And it seemed like a bit of a scoop that we got him. Um, I like the fact that, you know, a lot of his attributes, same as Sargent, still seem to tick the same sort of safe Weber boxes, you know, the fact that he's been, you know, tracking them for a while, the young upcoming talent, you know, not the most obvious signings. Um, yeah, it'd be great to see him get going, won't it? It will be indeed. I think his 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 private jet was the most tracked flight that day, which uh, must have been a quiet day for everyone in Norwich, but oh, well done. Up, I live quite close to the airport. I should have gone down. There he goes. Steve, am I allowed to promote other podcasts on this? Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, friend friend of our podcast and a friend of all of ours, um, Stuart Hodge, did a, a sixty minute piece. With <laughs> John shaking his head. Don't even know the guy. Um, he he did an um, an hour long piece on Solis, which um, is, is probably more than you ever needed to know about him. But it's really really good. Spoke to a journalist in the. Um, from Greece, who's got a, a lovely hybrid Greek Geordie accent, and uh, I would, honestly, if you want to know any more about Cholis, then definitely give it a listen. He, he'd say that if he was here, so I'm just, I'm just. Oh yeah, <laughs> wouldn't he? Graham Wood, I think it's Wood, it's with. Uh, just, just read my piece on the Athletic before you do that, and, and that's, yeah, that's do ideal. That. And then there's, there's enough time for everything. Go on, John. I'm just my, my lights went, and so the lights. lights. Yeah. Wow. That's exciting. <laughs> Thanks, Sean. We no, realise that we're in like the, the same area, but I think it's not. Christos. It's Christos trying to make contact. I, I mean, are you look. How, how do you? Th- are you looking forward to this guy? Because I mean, it, one thing to add in, I think it came out of Greece that you know, oh, Norwich want to get this deal done so he can be involved in Liver- uh, in the Liverpool game. Uh, that wasn't actually true. Uh, I think Norwich just wanted it done before. Um, Pauk's next conference league game which I guess was either just to not him not get injured not be involved or not maybe raise awareness of of how good he is I don't know but um, so it wasn't really a surprise he wasn't physically involved uh, on 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 Saturday but yeah John it's interesting for me is that he is a player that has been sought after he's really highly rated but at a high level of football normally we kind of get the players from like league one or league two or championship or youngsters that have come through have been highly rated and come through but he is looks like he's a 19 he's already got numerous caps for his country and this doesn't feel like a normal Norwich signing we're not normally used to this kind of high level of player and obviously he didn't come on I was a little bit surprised with him not coming on I thought he might have been thrown the last 10 minutes or so I'm glad to substitute things again but I I can't wait to see what he can do I mean who no one's seen him play so far, and including yourselves, Michael. So it's, it's it's going to be an interesting debut when he does come on. He's going to get a good reception. Can he handle it? Being because he's never been in front of a crowd. I, I, no, I no, he's never no never played a senior game of football in front of a crowd. He's I think played in front of noise. And, and you know, we, <laughs> when Harold can get going, it can get rocking. So hopefully, we give him a welcome. And does he rise to that, or does he shrivel to that? Who knows? We have to give him the ball and just let him run at someone and see when he whips into the top corner against. Man City on Saturday, oh. then we'll go. Thank you very much. Nine quid, nine million quid. Nine let's, quid. Let's give it another one. Well, the, 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 the window closes. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting signing. It's good. It's good fun. 
I have to say, I haven't seen him live, but um, I I have access to lots of clips that I can watch on on players, and um, I I watched some of his clips, and I was like, okay, yeah, I like I. I really hope Norwich signed this guy. And I was almost twitchy as to whether it would actually happen, which in my mind says that this is, and I, I really don't want to put any pressure on him. Or, and I, I won't because it's just me. No one cares. But I, uh, I like, I like the look of him a lot and I'm quite excited to see where he's at. Maybe say second half of the season. So I think, uh, I think Norwich might have pulled one out of the bag, but we'll see. Remind you of them in, in, in a type of player. And we've also in the YouTube video and it's all kind of like, like clips flying left and right and him whipping into the top corner. But if you've seen more than, than more than more than many, who does he remind you of? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I'm trying to think of someone to actually physically compare him to. I mean, what, he he looks quick. I think he and he he looks he looks like he he's someone who wherever he is on the pitch, it's it's all about what's happening either in the sort of ten to eighteen yards in front of the goal, so he can pick someone out or he can do something with it. I mean, the, the quality of his. His finishing looks very good. I think he he takes risks in the box, so he, he doesn't always keep hold of 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 the ball in those situations. But you kind of want a player in that position who's going to take risks, and uh, I think it's not Sergi really his Canos responsibility to. Yeah, yeah, reminds me of Sergi Canos, especially with the goal <laughs> he scored at the weekend. By the way, so uh, so yeah, what, I can't. What are these clips that you've got secret clips you've got access to? Yeah. I'm oh, I can't tell you that. No, no, it's just it's just there are various different scouting softwares that um if you pay money for you can have access to and um I don't pay the money. I was gonna say is that your let's put it like that. Um but you know a YouTube a YouTube compilation works fine sometimes too. So that's always good as well. So there we go. Um I tell you what then, let's move on, shall we, to uh this is almost fantasy football. And we'll have John Watson next week. Just you wait. He's going to be right bang at it. <laughs> um, so this is the point where we look ahead. The final section, the point where we look ahead to the week ahead, paint the picture of what's going to come. We, we throw out some predictions that no one really bothers taking note of or, or following up, which is great. Um, Norwich are at Manchester City on uh, on Saturday, which which now reminds me, um, as flagged up at the start, the, the worst moment of my weekend was uh, was seeing Oliver Skip in uh, Tottenham's starting eleven, and uh, and then you know seeing everyone's reaction to um, a man who did very well and is uh, is clearly never going to play for Norwich again. <laughs> so that's grand. Um, but you know, I mean, Amy Man City. They lost, which is great. I, I haven't looked into the last time they is lost it? back-to-back <laughs> Premier League games. Um, uh, but, I mean, they've got so much quality all over the pitch. I mean, what you talked about damage limitation at Carrow Road on Saturday. I mean, what do we do going into into this weekend? Oh, exactly. I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm ever the optimist. But, but um, I, I, yeah, I think we all feel, don't we, that the fact that they lost just sets it up almost even less likely that we can nick a draw you know and surprise everyone because they're going to have a point well not a point to prove as such but they're going to want to make up for a poor start um so yeah i guess we've got to keep that sort of pre-season mentality going and just use it as you know 90 minutes to you know get the new guys used to how to service pookie and um you know get the fitness back up and if, if we do get lucky on the day then and nick a point then that'd be amazing um, which probably, Amy, bows the point. Would you? I mean, would you change the eleven, or would you keep it as it was? I think I'd stick for now. Yeah, you see, I can see that. As, I can see that as well. Yeah, good shout, um, Steve. Uh, agree with Amy. I don't think I'd make any changes. Um, maybe Kenny, but no, I, I'm I'm happy. Who with for? Him. Who for? Who for? Uh, Rup, probably. Ooh. He did a. Okay, but didn't like massively impress. I've really got in for the midfield tonight. <laughs> oh, great guys. I like, by the way, I think um, Les Malou uh, looks very French, doesn't he? Which I like. And his name's Pierre as well. And he, he just looks very Gallic and kind of chilled <laughs> and quite handsome, doesn't he? Do you know what I mean? I think <laughs> I, I'm liking him already. Um, Agreed. Anyway, Man City. God, I just caught, got caught up. With you're allowed a man. You're allowed um, a ma- man crush, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> he's my second one after you michael no. um, so uh, well i thought john was top actually going for dates yeah, oh, yeah. sorry john <laughs> you kept him waiting that was a problem you're still outside Carrow road yeah <laughs> anyway carry on i think you had a point uh, steve go on oh yeah i was just going to talk about what well, i don't know what i can say really. your second date i'll tell you that <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, we, we've always got that first one in the concourse. Um, well, we're going to lose, Michael. We're going to lose next Saturday. Oh. I don't know what the score is going to be, but I just I can't. I'll take a goal. I'll take a goal and a 3-1 defeat. 10-1, he took a goal. I took a corner. I was a hell of a, a what corner. Maybe <laughs> we I'd take us defending corners a little bit better than we did this week. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be difficult. Let's use it as practice for um, playing against, you know, on, playing on the counter, as I think we will do a little bit more this season. Um, I, I hope to look really stupid and we'll get a, we'll get a point out of it, but I, I don't see it. We we all come on this podcast hoping to look a bit stupid, Steve. That's absolutely fine. I, I do every week. Exactly. I mean, uh, Norwich have got Leicester at home and Arsenal away. They are either side of the international break. Uh, before the Leicester game, I think, in my head, Norwich have got Bournemouth in the second round of the EFL Cup. Uh, Bournemouth, of course, championship Bournemouth, although they did double Norwich last season. Uh, so that'll be interesting, coming up against Philip Billing, of course, um, I imagine, unless he doesn't play. Um, so, yeah, that that's a, a, an extra game for Norwich to get well, Norwich's preseason <laughs> extra game, just with a bit more riding on it. So that's all. That's all grand. I mean, John, I did one thing in the second half. I must admit, I was just thinking I would really like Norwich to score because I think you don't want that to hang around. Really, it's just a thing. So um, I, I kind of do agree with well, Steve. Really, we should have yeah. scored. I mean, the, the chance with Ben uh, Gibson's what, chance. What, yeah, yeah I mean, was it ninth, eighty minutes to go? Who knows what happens there? When the whole crowd would have gone up and. I know, who knows? But yeah, they're getting, they're getting those monkeys off the back is important. Is getting a goal, getting an away goal, getting the points, getting the away points, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So as Steve said, we're going to get beat on, on Saturday. I mean, they've had two losses in a row now, haven't they, Man City? So I don't think... Pep's yeah, the community shield. Yeah. And, and he's to, like doing lots of movements with his fingers and hands. So that will get the crowd and, and the players going and they'll just... I just I don't want it to be a, a, a cricket score. No, no, obviously not England cricket score because not very good at the moment. But I, I, I want <laughs> kind of just to be reasonable throughout the season. I don't want us to capitulate and just turn into a, a wobbly mess of, of players like we were about two or three seasons ago when we we lost. You know, and, and we went back to Houston Day when we lost seven the seven nil against Man City. I don't want that to happen this season. I don't think these are bonus games. We've spent a lot of money in the preseason. Now we won the championship by a record points total. We need to start feeling a little bit bigger than we normally are and it's these i just want to literally park the bus the whole game and get a nil nil that's the one okay that's the way that is the way john good because you know it's it's funny going into a game that we can go well we will lose <laughs> like yeah. just this straight matter of fact uh so i like that well um we'll see how it all how it all pans out uh, i reckon we've got let's see if i can grab a couple of quick questions or i haven't gone through the comments i don't know if any of you guys saw any that you any that you like the look of um there are really good ones today everyone's been chipping in with some decent stuff mostly it's kind of like the defensive midfield and where we think what we're going to do with that i'm glad you're paying attention um, i've got one from simon duarte um which is a lovely name simon and cruel not being picked for netherlands in euros affect his confidence question mark just we don't know. know i don't think so I just want, I want everyone to have a really good game, and I don't think Krul made a save. I don't think of an. I don't think of something like like a proper good save. Jake Roberts agrees. He say, "I agree, Simon." Well, you're wrong. Then. So there we you're go. Wrong, so, um, there's a bit of an agreement going on there. Um, uh, oh, uh, DW. Here we go. Lost for words with Garth Crooks asking in his team of the week article, "What is Delia going to do about the situation at Norwich?" I think they were literally <laughs> haven't spent any money and. You know, not not um, very good. <laughs> so it's kind of summed up the external um, expectation in a way. Um, and there we go. Um, who's that? That's a, a big big gal. Let's go with big gal. Uh, did uh, did um, Christopher Iyer get injured for Brentford on Friday night? Yes, I think he did. He looked quite good actually. I thought um, up until that point. So it'd be interesting that because I mean I think he went for fourteen million quid in the end to Brentford. So uh, and he would have come to Norwich. Um, they just didn't want to push that extra four million quid um, yeah. out to get him. So that's uh, quite an interesting one, that, in terms of whether they regret it or not. Um, just a quick one in the comments as well from Robin Frost. Are Norwich too young? Uh, no, I've just had a look and we uh, our average age on Saturday was 27. When we came up last time on the first game, our average age was 25. So if anything... We're too old. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a really good point. Um, I would even in there were just bits. I think where I saw someone like Milot Rashica in the team on Saturday, 
and just the way he was sort of looking um, in the build-up and ready for the game felt just a bit different to two years ago. I don't know what it was. Maybe I was just visualizing, but it didn't. It didn't seem. It didn't feel like a starstruck element of, or, or a forlorn element of what was going on. It felt like people who had sort of played at this level before and were just looking forward to it. So um, we'll have to see how long that sticks up because maybe there's a few defeats and people start getting a bit ratty with each other. But let's uh, let's hope not. Uh, right. To be honest, I think that is time for the 76th edition of On the Ball, the Norwich City podcast. That is now Etihad ready. Uh, if you're yet to do so, make sure you subscribe via your podcast player of choice. The pod is available free for everyone on your usual player. And we are now streaming the recording of the podcast live in video form on my social media channels. Just search Michael Bailey, The Athletic Norwich City and your preferred social platform and to be honest, hopefully that will show, that will be enough to, for it to show up. Uh, ratings and reviews wherever prompted are always hugely appreciated. And if you want to get in touch with any questions or topic proposals, sling me a direct message on Twitter. The handle is at Michael J. Bailey. If you're not a subscriber to The Athletic as well, by the way, um, have a look at theathletic.com forward slash Norwich pod. And hopefully there'll be something on there for you. Uh, a big thank you to our wonderful guests this evening. Steve, great to have you back. Looking forward to the season ahead. Yeah, very much so. Great half an hour that was, Michael. Thanks. Yes, nailed it again. <laughs> uh, John, two in two, and I would say two for two. Top work. Thank you. Bye-bye, everyone. Have a lovely evening. Amy, on debut, wonderful debut. Well done. How was it? Oh, it was lovely. Thank you so much for having me. You nailed it. Will you come on again? If you'll have me, of course. Yes. Nailed it. What a success this has been. Uh, Brilliant to have you all on. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. We'll be back next week for loads more Canaries. Carry on <laughs> in another On The Ball Norris City podcast. Uh, back to audio only just for next week, just so you're aware. Uh, hosted by Mr. Sanders, indeed. So that'll be um, probably a much higher level than this week's. Uh, so uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast uh, feeds on your usual podcast player. Until then, never mind the danger. And we're clear. And by the way, I almost forgot to play the out music there. So I got in a bit of a panic right at the end there. I'm sure no one picked up on it at all. Um, Steve, you're back. John, you never went away. Amy, welcome to Wits End. Welcome, all of you Twitterkers. Uh, if any of you have stumbled across this bizarre fact and feature for the first time and are wondering what on earth is going on and why we haven't stopped the pod, uh, listen to On The Ball podcast number 42. It went live on September the 8th, 2020. It's all explained there. You can email this bonus part of the podcast directly. The email address is Twitterkers, Twitter, K-E-R-S, at iCloud.com, or use the hashtag Twitterkers on Twitter. Just don't explain what it refers to, because this is the secret club for only those who discover it. Um, how are we doing, everyone? Yeah. We're all still here. That's Before good. we get going, Michael, yes, can you yes. look at your the comments, and can you bring up the, the, the Twitterkers um, comment that's just made? So get which one? The, late, the last one? The last one. Is that, don't, well, which one? Don't go. plug the TikTok. Yeah. yeah. What is the TikTok? I don't know. I do have a TikTok, so, um, which is probably immediately devalued all of TikTok. Um, but I did, I, and I Instagram Reels as well. I did an Instagram Reels hot takes. So I'm going to put that on TikTok in future. And also, um, NCFC Twitterkers or, or Callum um, is doing clips of the podcast for, for TikTok as well. So um, basically, if you're on TikTok and you like Norwich City, then I'm on there and we're on there as a podcast. Um, so I think the handle is at Michael J. Bailey, just like my Twitter one. So there you go. That's Excellent. exciting, isn't it? Um, we, I, I, I know we're not really supposed to do callbacks to the main thing, or maybe we are, I don't know. Um, no, we can go that way. I made the oh, we can't cardinal the sin way. of bringing up well, Wits End in the pod, okay. which I've just, I apologise now. I'm sorry if well, I'm not so bad. Thanks when you said that. I'm yeah, me too. Right back to the start, because um, the, the getting to know Amy uh, only really consisted of, um, uh, the only thing we learned about is that she likes Paul McVeigh. <laughs> well, that's enough, isn't it? What more do you want? <laughs> And to be honest, I tell you what, I've completely, I've, we completely missed out the one of the reasons why I made sure she came on this weekend, which was that 
um, her husband's a Liverpool fan. <laughs> I mean, how how was that, Amy? Was that okay, like oh, domestically? Well, yeah, it's not the first time we've been in that situation. <laughs> we're, sort of, we're used to it now. He's just polite. <laughs> well, that's nice. I mean, yeah, the, the Luis Suarez years must have been difficult. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, he was a lot more gloaty then, and he was much less um, converted to the Norwich ways then. But he's been a season ticket holder with me for a few years now, so he's very much got a foot in both camps. I mean, as, without wishing to you know delve too much into your personal life, um, I, I, when when did you both get together? What sort of era are we sort of talking about when oh, you know God, the conversation yeah, started? So it was ten years ago. Um, okay. So it was it was Lambert. Yeah. Lambert times for okay. us. Um, so yeah, we we lived through the Suarez years. Did he buy one of the half and half flat um, scarves? No, but God, this could have been my this could have been my rant. I have bought one of those before. <laughs> okay. <laughs> For the occasion, of, I think I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. If it's a special occasion and you want to remember the game and like for something like that. When you know it's not the first time it ever happened, it felt like a really special thing that Liverpool playing Norwich. So it's like we buy it like a souvenir rather than than a fashion assessment. But I will say there was don't. This is a big. This my big. This is John Rogers' advice of the day. Here we go. Wow. Never buy one on the way in. On the buy on the way out because they're half price. (laughs) (laughs) I have it outside the South Stand. You, Don't get, John, I have a, get John. That's the that's the tip. Sorry, Michael. I love that. No, it's fine. Um, I, I was going to say, going down to the ground, I saw a probably nine, twelve year old kid. I mean, that's quite a wide wide, wide age group, but um, wearing a half and half scarf. Um, and I was like, you know what? If, if fans were all back, he had that scarf on. I was like, you know what? This is brilliant. I even appreciate the fact that half and half scarves are back. That is fantastic. Then on the rest of my walk to the ground, um. I saw about eight different sellers and I was like, this is too many. So I suppose I went from like the gamut of both. This is, are these great half and half scarves? There's too many people selling them. You're not going to sell them all. Where do they all go? I don't know. I mean, maybe they'll go in storage until, you know, the next game, but there we go. Um, oh, <laughs> John, what have you pulled out for the audio listeners? Quick. Why is this blue square thing here? Uh, it's is your it house. Coconut, so, <laughs> coconut this juice. This is the it? new water that they sell on the ground. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know why. I'm really green person. I recycle everything. But it's really annoyed me. I don't know why. <laughs> it's not right, is it? I've lost part of my, my... I used to buy a bottle of water at the ground. I could buy somewhere else cheaper because it's really expensive. And it was £2 and 5p. Amazing. Um, but this is important, Michael. We need to talk about this because the 5p... <laughs> Don't Why are they put on there? Because it's contactless now and they're getting 5p extra from every single person because they don't have to deal with change anymore. That's the reason. I'm on to you, Norwich City Football Club. Don't Michael. you worry. This is I'm not say, having I'm... a second date with him, Michael. No, I don't. Yeah. I, you know, get stay, steer clear. Um, I went to Legoland over the summer. It's one of my summer highlights. And um, they, I had to buy water in a can. I didn't. I struggled to deal with that. I've got to be honest. Water yeah. in a can. How much like, was it? Was it £2.5p? I don't know. I don't well, know how much it was. I think it was Legoland. Legoland's expensive. It all, it's all merged into, maybe it wasn't Legoland, now I'm thinking of it. But let's not get stuck bogged down into the details of where I was over the summer. Um, right. Twitterkers.co.uk, the outstanding Twitterkers website, created, curated by Twitterkers. Um, well, Charlie, because we met him last season. Uh, that has had a wonderful new, re, uh, new look. If there's anything you think that should go on there, let us know. We've got a roll of honour. We've got players looking thrilled to sign which is currently led by Christos Jolis, who uh, didn't look so pleased to sign, but, you know, we're all pleased to have him, so that's good. Uh, some nice site reviews, so if anyone wants to say anything, you can always get in, get in there. Um, so lots of stuff um, to um, check in on that, and that will populate over the course of the season because it's uh, it's lots of fun. So twitters.co.uk, give that a listen. Um, now, hashtag highlights sort of taps into the players who – well, who's I think what it is is players who have a really good song. It kind of started off with players who have a better song than their actual abilities, but that's quite mean. that's quite mean, really, isn't it? So um uh now someone posted uh this Josh Sargent song, which is to YMCA. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sing it now already. <clears throat> uh, I think this is brilliant. This is from African Canary. Sergeant, if you want to clap along, by the way. I'll, I'll do this. We'll be out yeah, we'll be out of sync. I'll do it. Don't worry. Sergeant came from Werder Bremen. It's John Sergeant. Cost around eight million. It's Josh Sergeant. Bangs in worldies all day. He's our Yank. We love him. 
He plays for Norwich and the US of A. He plays for Norwich and the US of A. I've, I've gone entirely Chris Reeve there. Um, that is classic Chris Reeve, what I've just done there. But I like it. I think that should catch on. Voice held up very nicely. Thank you. It's good. So, yeah, um, maybe if we can get Chris Reeve to sing that, it would probably have a chance of going viral. I don't think it's going to from me doing this, but I liked it. I thought it was quality chant. And Josh is going to need one. This is the thing. We had um, Ollie Skip playing a whole season of, you know, player of the season quality football and didn't even get a song. I was sign him up, it. and that was never going to happen. I was, you know, in the, oh, when I was young in '92, '93, all the, the the chants used to be really simple. You had Ruel, 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 and Lee, Lee, Lee Power, Lee. <laughs> they were all like literally just saying their names. That was all we needed, and everyone could join in. We didn't have to learn lyrics off a, off a sheet and like pass the hymn sheets around. I think we just get back to simple, just shouting their name in in a <laughs> in a, in a, in a <laughs> tribal esque way. Well, I think way- every. Yeah, sorry, John. I didn't mean to cut across you there. I, th- I think everyone does need to go away and think of some songs. Yeah. Um, but for the time being, John, you're probably right. It's just going to have to regress to the mean of Gosh. just shouting a name. What that? A big shushy noise. Great. <laughs> yeah, that would freak, that'd freak people out, wouldn't it? Exactly. Going, What's going on? Like, there's snakes coming out of the ground. It's snake pit. Exactly. There's so many like levels to this. We can do it. Come on. I love it. He, he got some... this, by the way, I'm just we're banging on. Is anyone actually watching this? <laughs> of course they are. What are you talking okay, about? Okay, that's the first I, time. I have I'm a I have time. a question for for the room and for outside the room. Um, what do people think is the best line and the worst line in on the Ball City? You, and you obviously it's got to be like you can't. It's got to be hipster's choice. You can't. You can't go on the Ball City because that's obvious, right? You got to go. You got to go for something slightly different. <laughs> oh, it, it's the last. Well, it's the last line, I think, because no one says it and it gets in the way and the you want to get to the city. And right. I think it's that. And hurrah. It, apparently, back in the day, it used to be like a roar, as in like as if you just scored a goal, okay. um, whereas it sort of then became hurrah. But I quite um, liked the, if in the, is it the 70, which uh, the one of the League Cup finals in the 70s, I think there's a there's a clip on YouTube of of the fans singing on the Bulls City really slowly. And I think that's lovely. I know there was a campaign a few years ago when, you know, no one had any proper worries <laughs> to get on the Ball City sung really slowly like that. And uh, one day I would just love to hear it because it's it's amazing. But I get, I'll have to make do with a YouTube video. But yeah, that's lovely. Well, to argue, Steve, my, mine is um, throw it in because it yeah. starts off a kickoff. So obviously we've launched it straight out of play. So there's, there's a, automatically a throw in. So we're, so we're encouraging long ball football. That is the way we used to kick off as well. Yeah, that is true. That's how I learned um, it. <laughs> Amy, what's your, what's your best and worst lines? Oh, definitely the best has to be never mind the danger. Yeah, that's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, worst. Probably they have a little scrimmage because I don't really... I like to have a little scrimmage because you can, you can properly belt that bit out. You, mm. You've warmed up and you, you, know, you can properly go for it then, I think. The other thing that annoys me about it is that every single podcast is named after line of, <laughs> of the song. The scrimmage on, on the, the ball. ball. Scrimmage. Where there was yeah. never on the danger. Someone definitely had that. That's Michael. Oh, yeah. That was Michael's like catchphrase, wasn't it? Never mind the danger. Yeah, that's, I say that at the end, but yeah, there probably is a never mind the danger. There was a never mind the danger game show, wasn't there, that they did for a bit as well. But then, you know, that's the, the song is synonymous with. I tell you what, there was nothing like standing at the back of the Barclay lower tier and going kick it off. And I can I can say that as someone uh, who maybe have, would have done that once or twice. Yeah, oh, sorry, go on, go on, John. I'm just wondering if has anyone ever started a chant? I have once. And it freaked me out. Was it Josh? It was my Josh. <laughs> I, I did, a, I did a come on you yellows at Brighton away. We just got a corner. We always say come when we get a corner. And I did a come on yes. And, and then the whole stand did the next line. What and it honestly right. made me jump. And it, I didn't oh, know. I never, I've never. Did you know? I mean, so, you know. We, we were after this. Like, I was in the in a frame of mind. I was excited about this thing. I just did it automatically before, and then I realised I'd actually started a chant, we, which we, it wasn't brilliant. a pleasant experience. with. no, <sighs> no, it wasn't. So, I mean, yeah, we do have to wrap this up now because we're going on a bit. But um, I, um, yeah, John. So, I mean, okay. I used to sit. If anyone, if anyone cares, blocky row you seat one hundred and thirteen with my mate Ben, who was 112. So we were at the back of the lower tier, and I mean, I, I, e i e i e i o. In the sort of 20, 2001, 2002 season, that was a go-to, especially late on. And there was nothing quite like starting on the Ball City at a point when, and you can tell it, you, sometimes you'd start it and you know 
no one wants to sing this right yeah. now and it just dies but sometimes you do it and you nail yeah. it and the whole ground fills up and you're like whoa mental so there we go so then i decided to have this sort of career and um just sort of you know you've been chasing that high ever since yeah, i have yeah no, never never found it we have to go back into the berkeley i think but they did a very good job of it themselves on on saturday that's for sure um i think we're done i, I was going to talk about the villa fans trying to sing emmy buendia's song but you know let's oh, you know they, they failed miserably so let's just leave it at that shall we who cares and and therefore to um to uh rub our noses in in, in that maybe uh, kenny other business anyone got uh, kenny other business you don't have to we've gone on for a bit John, Amy? No, even if even John's out, I think we're done. Um, <laughs> Quick, what an absolute pleasure! So that that is uh, that is wit's end. We are done with the podcast. Um, you guys are absolutely wonderful. Thank you so much. Uh, say goodbye, everyone. Three, two, one. Bye, Bye everyone. That's the way we're signing off. What an absolute <laughs> bunch of superstars they are. Um, uh, so there we go. That is it. That is the. Uh, that is it. We are done um, for Twitterkers and for Wits End. Uh, remember, get in touch with us by sending a tweet with the hashtag Twitterkers or email us directly via Twitterkers at iCloud.com. Until next time, that's a wrap. <laughs>